What's up, everyone? Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised a Geek. This week, we're talking about the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special with our friends from Paperweight Entertainment. So let's get into it. I'm Chris, and as always, I'm here with my buddy Don. How we doing, man? Chris, what is up today, my friend? I'm okay. Everything is good. Uh, just enjoying this evening. Post-Thanksgiving. Post-Thanksgiving. For those listening out there, happy Thanksgiving if you celebrated and enjoyed yourself and had all the food and all the drinks and all the family you could take uh we made it all of us hopefully you had no crazy uncles driving you wild aunts uncles cousins whoever whoever you had at your house i don't know me me and my wife kind of just uh chilled this year i mean we went to her side of the family but it wasn't like a big huge everybody thing that we've done in the past because those just i can't take them anymore i don't know if it's my old age or i'm just too grumpy now I just can't take a house full of people. I feel like uh, I'm going to explode, but I, but I didn't. <laughs> it was okay. So, yeah, man, Thanksgiving was good. How was yours? Not too bad. Family, food, everybody would behave themselves. I Very good. had a good time. Played some God of War afterwards. I had a quiet house because nobody was here. Awesome. Nice. So, as I said in the intro, we have some guests here. We got Derek and Ian from the... Uh, paperweight entertainment i know the name of the show paperweight entertainment podcast <laughs> is here to talk with us today about guardians of the galaxy christmas special how we doing guys how was your thanksgiving mine was pretty good i'll say that ian how was your thanksgiving well um <laughs> funny, funny story that uh we probably shouldn't get too much into right now but i i usually celebrate with uh derek and his family uh this year couldn't do that um things in the universe were keeping us apart um so i ended up uh i went to my dad's for a little bit which is weird because my dad doesn't use you never know if my dad's doing thanksgiving he'll he'll just be like i'm going to uh chinese or i'm going to like he used to go to the ponderosa <laughs> here in town so nice. yeah i'm just like that's so random he's like oh i got turkey dinner and everything i was like let those people go home man <laughs> so he, I, he calls me up the day before thanksgiving and says hey we're eating at noon tomorrow i was like i'm sorry are you inviting me to your house and he said i'm just telling you we're eating at noon tomorrow i mean if you're here you're here if not we're eating at noon tomorrow so yeah, that's how I got invited to my father's house for <laughs> very nice. Yeah. For those uh <clears throat> who aren't aware, we were on uh Paperweight Entertainment podcast um last month or in October to do the Werewolf by Night special. We covered yeah. it together, which was a lot mm-hmm. of fun. Yeah, it was a blast. Um, yeah, so we thought this would be a great opportunity for you guys to join us. Um so yeah, if you if you want to kind of Tell people maybe a little bit about your show or or um, what you guys are all about and what kind of show you put on. Yeah, that you guys can go ahead and do that now. Preferably yeah, a song. <laughs> I'll take the reins without the song <laughs> tonight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Paperweight Entertainment Podcast, uh, we cover all things uh, television and streaming um, superhero related for the most part uh, also we'll do a top five segment every now and again about anything that strikes our fancy uh we used to do movies as well but we've actually split into two shows so paperweight entertainment is now a uh a it's an a organization banner, so it's, yeah yeah, yeah it's, um, it's the banner so we have the paperweight nice. entertainment podcast which ian and i uh co-host and then ian and colonel bob 
Uh, yes, he is actually a, a Kentucky Colonel. That's why he's Colonel Bob. He has been colonelized. Uh, he's got a plaque <laughs> and everything. Yeah. Um, they they handle all the uh, the movie reviews on the Silver Screen Scoundrels podcast. Um, but yeah, so Paperweight Entertainment, it, we've been around for right about the exact same amount of time that you guys have been around, as we talked about mm-hmm. when you were on our show. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, we cover everything superhero-related streaming and uh, and on television. So awesome. that's that's what we do. Weekly, every Friday. Very cool. So definitely prepare to talk uh, and qualified to talk Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, I'm not qualified. We're prepared. I'm not qualified. Yeah. Are any of us really qualified? No. We think we we think we are. Anyway, we're coming post Thanksgiving, so now it's officially the Christmas season. So I wanted to ask to get Uh, us warmed up here. What is everyone's go-to holiday? special movie show something that you just have to watch somewhere in the next four weeks ian since you're closest to me in zoom you're going Uh, first okay yeah not a problem i could just tell you right now guaranteed every year i mean there's a few but number one guaranteed christmas vacation good call of christmas vacation yeah derek what you got um unless you have more ian I that's that's my number one i want to i want to hear what derek's is first if you say a christmas story i'm pulling your cord right now no you know it's not i i i do watch a christmas story on christmas day because you know it's it's always on it's a tradition uh but for me i've got a handful i will name them off because i'll be I, I like to i like to hear myself talk uh mm-hmm. christmas vacation is the number one that's my favorite christmas movie um i i also love the uh, how the grinch stole christmas not the god-awful ron howard film i will go on record and say that movie is a terrible blight on humanity i know that i'm in the minority but that movie does not understand the point of the story (laughs) giving the grinch a backstory takes away everything from him anyway the the animated uh grinch with uh, vincent price do or not yeah no boris karloff not vincent price those are two very different people um (laughs) But yeah, and then now, not to bury the lead, because I know we'll get into it here in a little bit, but the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special will be on my rotation every year from now on. There you go. We're not there yet, Derek. <laughs> I know we're not Spoilers. there yet. Also, Home Alone. Who doesn't? Home, home Alone is also in my, that and uh, Jingle All the Way. <laughs> what about that is home a guilty too. pleasure from Those are my top threes. I do love Home Alone too. I was talking about that. My My kids wanted to watch Home Alone the other day. Well, two of my kids wanted to watch home alone. And the other one's like, we already watched that. And I said, well, let's watch home alone too. And my wife from the other room was just like, Oh, not that one. I said, uh, home alone two has Tim Curry in it. You watch your mouth. That's amazing. <laughs> what about that, that men out there? I'm to the teeth. <laughs> did you, did you watch home alone? The remake they put out last year? I did not. I I've been burned by oh, home no, alone sequels. So I didn't watch it, but I heard it wasn't bad. I didn't watch it, but I, I forgot. I I heard it wasn't terrible. Literally said it. Yeah, I I, com- I completely forgot about. That. I was gonna say I forgot there was there was one. I just know somebody told me, uh, "Hey, I watched that. Did you watch it?" I'm like, "No." He's like, "Don't." That's it. Okay. And I didn't. End of that story. Well told. Yeah. It was very quick. <laughs> what you watch, Don? Uh, definitely Home Alone. I know you guys just said that, but that's like my number one that I have to watch. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody says. That movie, that movie 
I could watch it more than once. I could watch it year round. It's a Christmas mm-hmm. movie, but I could watch that movie anytime, any place. Uh, um, I don't know. Is there real? I mean, Jingle All the Way. I'm kind of with like, I like Jingle All the Way, but at the same time, I'm like, is this really good or do I just uh, like it because it's so like Schwarzenegger silly? You know what I mean, right? <laughs> yes. uh, but yeah, that's that's definitely up there. I don't know if any of you guys saw the the. I think Chris, you did. I know you did, but the Bill Murray. Uh, Christmas Scrooge? special. Well, that oh my god, Scrooge! I was just saying, that's, 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 if you're talking that's, about Scrooge, Scrooge is amazing. Well, yes, okay, Scrooge too. But there's he also has like a Christmas special on Netflix from like a very Merry Christmas. Yeah. Oh no, I never watched it. Yeah, that is on, and it was really. That's good. my that is my go to. I watch that every year since it came really? out. It's what I put on when we put up the Christmas tree. Every year nice. since it's come out, that's what we've watched. Usually my wife puts up the tree. I'm drinking while just handing her things <laughs> while I watch Bill Murray sing Christmas songs with Jenny Lewis. It's it's my my jam. So that is definitely one that nice. I always watch. That one, Krampus, has turned into oh, a yeah. okay. one. A my wife one. loves that movie. So every year she's like, when can we watch Krampus? And then we always end up watching Die Hard. So that's the other controversial one in quotations there. I was- I was going to ask that. I know that I, I don't want to hijack your show, but I was going to ask, do you guys have any fringe Christmas movies that you guys watch? So, something that takes place during Christmas, but may not be an actual Christmas movie. And you answered already with Die Hard. Die Hard. See, yeah, that, that's, that's the one that comes to mind when people say cringe Christmas or cringe. I mean, fringe Christmas. Die Hard. Fringe holiday Christmas people. Like, yeah, Die Hard. And it's that eternal argument. Is it a Christmas movie? And there's some people who think it is, and then there's some people who are wrong and think it's right. not. So, <laughs> it's a Christmas know. movie at our house. We usually watch it every year. But yeah, Bill Murray, very Murray Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's just another 45 minute of just kind of watching songs and feel good and mm-hmm. just have a good time. So that's that's like, always my go-to. I think my fringe Christmas one, Derek, would be Batman Returns. I think we actually talked about this. We did talk about that. Um, yeah. I Derek and I him. also uh, discussed that the first Home Alone, especially his family, was terrible to him. Oh, they yeah. were awful to. They that were boy. horrible people. He's like eight. Yeah, <laughs> and then all of a sudden at the end, they're all just nice, and everyone's like, "Yeah, we miss Buzz you." Is like it's pretty cool. You're pretty cool. You didn't burn the house down. Like you've been a jag this entire time. What yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I was talking. I was talking to Colonel Bob about that, and I said, "Man, I don't know what." kevin's parents were doing but if my brother-in-law yelled at one of my kids the way that his uncle yelled at him at the beginning i'd knock that man out kick him out of my house i'm not look what you did you little jerk Mm -hmm. everybody in front of everybody everybody just ominously stares at him as the milk drips from the counter all kevin wanted was a slice of cheese pizza it wasn't that big of a deal and he didn't want to get peed on I mean, I don't think he's asking for too much. For I don't either. I think that's pretty reasonable. Please myself. don't make me sleep in the basement. He pees up there. And can I have a slice <laughs> of cheese pizza? Kevin, you're being ridiculous and unreasonable. Okay. <laughs> we don't negotiate with terrorists in this house. All right. Get right. your ass in that attic. Uh, <laughs> Put on those rubber sheets. Right. <laughs> well, but Fuller as you West said, Fuller. we now have a new go-to for at least one person here so far who's yep. ready to watch the guardians of the galaxy christmas special going through every year is now going to be happening at derek's house so <laughs> um real quick see if we could do it real quick we'll see but how do you how do you guys feel about just guardians of the galaxy as a whole 
like do you, do you like enjoy MCU. both movies pumped for the third volume is it your jam is yeah. it isn't it i'm assuming it mostly is since this is what you guys talk about and from what i know about you i imagine it'd be pretty positive but just kind of what's your relationship with just the guardians of the galaxy in general ian go I, ahead i love it. them i love both of them and I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to the third one and uh yeah i just i, I think they're fun all around they're funny action-packed sad they got everything that 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 i want in in a movie and i just yeah i love them Love yeah, I, I agree with them. I, I've enjoyed both of the Guardians movies. I think they're great characters, uh, especially the fact that they're so unknown and obscure characters. They did a, a really good job of making you care about these these people that I mean, even comic book fans, because, you know, I, I'm a big Marvel guy. That's what I what I read. And even I barely knew who the Guardians of the Galaxy were before that movie came out. So the fact that I now genuinely am concerned about a talking raccoon and whether or not he's going to die in the third one, because James <laughs> Gunn's been pretty open about some don't get attached to these guys. This is the last <laughs> yeah. hurrah. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's masterful filmmaking. And it's, I, I think that the, the quirkiness of James Gunn was a perfect pairing with the guardians as a team. And I think that they're two of the better movies in the MCU. So yeah, I I went into this with really high hopes because I I do love the Guardians. So you were you, so then you were disappointed in their lack of being in Love and Thunder. No, I didn't mind because they I thought that I wanted Love and Thunder to be Thor's movie, and I actually you know I'm one of the, again I I love Marvel, so you know I'm gonna I'm gonna love everything, uh, but I really enjoyed Love and Thunder where a lot of people didn't, and I think it was it it did what they needed to do of saying okay the last time we saw thor he was with the guardians we need to show them get rid of thor and and be done with it and then they can go off to do what they need to do so i thought it was the perfect amount for them to only be in it for a couple of minutes for what Even they were I doing like i was okay more. with it my problem was that i was so excited at the end of endgame that he went off with them that i was like i want to see mm -hmm. that movie like i want to see right. thor in the guardians of the galaxy like with hijinks and the fact that it was just like, Oh, bye. I was just like, Oh <laughs> yeah. I understand. Cause it would have been nice to see the Asgardians of the galaxy. I mean, that was, that was a really interesting pairing, especially the idea that star Lord and Thor would have been butting heads as much as they did yeah. at the end of end game. Um, but yeah, I didn't mind it as much, but I can say that that would have been a lot of fun to see that, that group moving forward and what they were going to do. Yeah. Which is what I was kind of expecting at the end mm -hmm. of Endgame. I was, I was, I'm kind of with Chris. Like I was hoping for, I didn't know what was going to come first, another Guardians movie or the next Thor. We kind of, I think the timeline kind of got messed up in the release of these movies. But uh, yeah, I was expecting a little more team up, but it was fine. Um, and I'm with you guys on your thoughts about the Guardians of the Galaxy. They're some of my favorite characters in the MCU. I think the the first film is definitely. It was my top MCU film for quite a while, and I haven't. Mm -hmm. It hasn't moved much. It, it's definitely still top three, I'd say, if I had to do a quick list in my head. Um, volume two, I liked as well, and uh, yeah, man, they've they've just always kind of been fun, and they're. I agree. It's it's fun that these obscure characters that not a lot of people knew about somehow come to the forefront now. Names like Star Lord and Rocket Raccoon and Groot are household names. Like who would who would have ever thought? that would you know come to pass so right and, and soon totally... to be cosmo yes <laughs> cosmo so cosmo. happy for cosmo me too so 
Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special presentation on Disney Plus came out Friday, yesterday, from when we were recording this. So the 25th, it came out. Mm -hmm. So if you haven't watched it, go watch it because we're about to spoil it. So spoilers from here on out. But how do we feel about, did everybody like the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special? You already know my answer, so I'm, I know I'm going to sit that. I'm going to sit this question. I out. didn't know if we needed to go do a round or just do a vote because I mean, if everybody <laughs> liked it, but if no, if everyone didn't, someone didn't like it. I want that opportunity for them to be like, it was stupid. I hated it. <laughs> so I wanted to just open that up because I was thinking I'm being very positive that everybody had a good time with it. All right, Ian, how about you? What'd you think? I liked it. Okay. I guarantee you, Derek thought I hated it, but I didn't. I liked it. <laughs> I was say, I was curious if you would have. I, I didn't think you would have hated it, but I. I have sure this reputation really for hating all things, and I don't know where it came from. No, it's just that. I mean, it's Christmas. You don't like Christmas. That's you, fair. You're very, very, very outspoken about how much you hate Christmas. So I wasn't sure if this was going to be up True. your alley or not because it is a very specific type of a of a thing. You know, Werewolf by Night was definitely it was like a little mini movie of a certain type but this is very much in the vein of an old like 70s even maybe even late 60s uh you know christmas presentation that you would have seen on like network television or on yeah so i i wasn't 100 percent on whether or not you would have enjoyed it but he it, did it did have that that cheese ball moment in it a few times and it was a little cringy on the dialogue for me because i mean I, I got what they were going for but i didn't let it i did not let it bother me because i was just <laughs> like overall i thought it was i thought it was good it was fun awesome nice chris did you like it yeah it was okay i had a good time christmas kevin bacon cosmo <laughs> minimal can't ask for yeah. can't ask for anything more no i'm good <laughs> I, it was what i expected it to be so i got more as we dive in but yeah i'm cool with it yeah I, I i feel kind of the same i liked it uh it is exact almost exactly what i thought it was going to be um so there wasn't any crazy like left turns that kind of just you know floored me or anything but i enjoyed myself and it's just it was just kind of like a slice of fun you know nothing too they, they weren't asking too much of us as viewers just kind of sit back and enjoy this holiday special we're putting out during holiday season and mm -hmm. if you if you just take it as that and just you know if you like these characters i i can't see how you wouldn't just think this was another like mm -hmm. it's it's a single issue of a guardian's adventure you know that you're never going to get in a movie this was their way to kind of present you with with this and i don't know i thought it was good and shout out to karen gillian 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 last name gillum shout out to her even though i don't know her name apparently for getting in full like makeup garb for like what three lines and yeah half a second she on was, she was like, not in much some commitment there yeah, to, to do all that they didn't shortchange like drax they you know made him wear clothes so they didn't have to do a full makeup job on him just like you know his head and his arms to, mm -hmm. to make him go but she was full as far as i could tell so kudos to mm -hmm. her for that um, one of the big takeaways that I I noticed was obviously James Gunn loves him some music. Oh yeah, and I really enjoyed the fact that they 
he uses obscure songs like he, even with Guardians of the Galaxy, he used songs that you know, but you either haven't mm-hmm. heard for a while or haven't heard in that kind of context and really can set the scene or the mood with it. And he did it again in this one, I thought, where he was pulling up Christmas songs that I mean, a cover of I Wish It Was Christmas Today from Saturday Night Live. Right, right in the middle of this I couldn't thing. believe that. Awesome. <laughs> and you watching the credits later is like uh, writing credits to Jimmy Fallon and Horatio Sands. It was right. Really- <laughs> yeah that was i was just which of course then i spent the next 10 minutes afterwards watching all of those skits and that song was in my head literally all day it'll and do that, that. Was what my takeaway yeah the, with the songs you know james gunn really does understand how music um enhances the tone and the scene and opening and closing with fairy tale of new york which is is one of my favorite christmas songs but it is a dark christmas song like it is not a happy story it's about a bunch of guys that are drunk in a drunk tank in the police station singing about how this will probably be their last christmas because they're all going to die and this failed relationship between the two singers it's a really depressing yet uplifting uplifting song and it really fit the tone very well for the uh for the 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 entirety of the special and i only know that song from a very murray christmas (laughs) really (laughs) (laughs) they sing it in there and that's where i know it from so even when i was hearing that version of it i'm picturing that the other version of it because that's the Mm -hmm. one i know right and i thought that was random because it was random in that (laughs) to be in that special so the fact that it popped up again i was like huh because it is a random song. It's not overly popular. It's a really popular British song. Uh, the the band that sings it, I believe, is Irish. Possibly. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't remember. But either way, it's it's really prop- popular in the UK. And not many people in the US know, know of it. What did you guys think about them kind of opening this uh, with with that the band, basically? I, I'm assuming it's the old 97s because I saw mm-hmm. that. I'm not I'm not familiar with that band. What is that Kevin like Bacon's it? band? I don't I don't know that that's his band. I know that that I, I know he was playing with them at the end, but I don't recognize the band, but I love that song. I uh, the opening song. Oh, my gosh. It was so funny. That's what I was going to kind of say. Did it catch you off guard, though? Like I wasn't expecting it. Just it just kind of feel like, oh, we're doing this now. Kind of a I don't know. Um, I kind of started expecting this stuff from James Gunn a little bit with mm-hmm. Peacemaker. You know, his kids crazy uh opening sequence and and just kind of doing things you don't expect to see in superhero shows or or media but it's just kind of like all right i i'm feeling this but it's just i wasn't expecting it i don't know yeah i wasn't expecting a full-on musical number in scene you know you, you've got the I, I can never remember the terms of you know song music that the characters can't hear versus music the characters can hear right uh, so i wasn't necessarily expecting that but it caught me off guard, but in a great way, because, it again, just like the the opening song setting the tone that set the comedy for for what we were going to see going forward. And I laughed out loud throughout that entire song and uh, listened to it on my route today a couple of times and, and giggled along with it. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, uh, I was caught off guard, but then immediately was like, I shouldn't have been mm-hmm. <laughs> like it fit. So I was like, yeah, right. Yeah, the. Star Lord coming in, coming in with his like commentary during the song. Mm-hmm. Was like, All right, this is funny. I'm oh good. yeah, I'm good with this. And Groot really just jamming out to it in the back. Just yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, he full on Tuscan so Raider. Not not quite teenage Groot, not adult Groot, but now he's kind of just like man in, in body between. Suit Groot. Yeah, right. It looked like it could have been practical effects <laughs> Groot mm-hmm. now. 
the practical effects group. My only gripe that I actually have was before that song, the opening with the cartoon. Why wasn't that claymation? (laughs) I didn't mind it because they rotoscoped that animation, which is incredible. And I can't believe they did that. I mean, Um, I I liked it. But yeah, after the fact, I was like, man, they really should have claymationed that just to fit in with the Christmas theme. It it would have been great because most people, when you think about a Christmas, you know, a Christmas special, you would be. At least people of a certain age think right. about claymation. I think of Rudolph or, um, Frosty. oh gosh, Frosty or, or, or what is the one with the heat miser and the cold miser, the Jack Frost specials yeah. mm-hmm. that they did back then. Um, so yeah, I think that it would have been awesome. I think probably because they would have the amount of money it would have cost for them to sure. actually do claymation probably would have been way more than the budget they had for those scenes. Yeah, and you should be thinking it, about that. Would have been amazing. Even in that song, he talks about the elf that wants to be a dentist, which is straight out of right. Rudolph, I think. So uh-huh. it was just a thought I had with the claymation. <laughs> claymation would have been cool. So very nice. Obviously, the one of the big takeaways from the trailer for this was Kevin Bacon. And they said it in the beginning, introducing mm. Kevin Bacon. So how did you feel about the Kevin Bacon side of this story? Did it fit? Is it was it obscure enough? Was it weird to go to present day L.A. looking for Kevin Bacon in a world that we now know Ant-Man and Black Widow and all these people exist? <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to let Ian take that one. I feel like I've talked to the entirety I mean, of you. I, I feel like oh, I'm used to you talking way too much. Here. <laughs> I'm, I am loquacious. I can't help it. Um. I I do think it's kind of weird uh, seeing them go to Earth and people not knowing anything about like aliens and stuff like that. But they're supposed to be in the same universe as this big attack on New York and stuff. But it's just kind of strange that how how people were reacting to him. But at the same time, like it didn't really bother me that much. I I did think Kevin Bacon's reaction was was great because you got to think like being Kevin Bacon for so long. Uh, he probably has dealt with his fair share of like crazy people trying to like come to his house and jump his gate and stuff like that. So just the fact that like people are coming up and like pushing his doorbell a hundred freaking times and he's just like, hey, guys, no, <laughs> thanks. Not tonight. It's <laughs> just so calm and so chill and relaxed yeah. about it. And even when they come up to his door and start ringing his doorbell, he's like, not cool. Like, he's not freaking out. I'll call the cops. They're going to be here soon. Yeah. And then Drax busting through the window. Uh, I, I think Kevin Bacon is is awesome in everything Kevin Bacon does. Yeah, I'm not much. saying all oh, Kevin Bacon movies are good, but Kevin Bacon is usually good, at least. Yeah, I agree with that statement completely. Yeah, there's there's some bad Kevin Bacon movies, but it's not because of Kevin Bacon, in my opinion. <laughs> I was just no, mad I... they never did a Tremors reference. Like, I really wanted him to talk about, you know, they talked about all his movies yeah. and all the times he was mm-hmm. a hero. And I kept waiting for him to be like, when he fought the underground worms. And yeah, right. That seemed like that seemed like low hanging fruit. But would would Peter Peter probably wouldn't have known about it, though. That's I think what he I was probably th- was already gone. Mm, that's true. That's what I was going to say. Peter wouldn't have been old enough to. Yeah, he it, that would have come after his time. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. you're right. I forget about that timeline. Yeah, because I think Tremors was like 1990. Yeah, yeah so I couldn't remember when Peter was abducted. I think, I think he was abducted in like 88 or 87, something like yeah. that. Oh, he missed Tremors. That sucks. I know that does suck because he would have. Poor kid. He would have. He would have loved Tremors. Tremors is amazing. Tremors, yeah. 
Uh, I loved Kevin Bacon in this. I liked the uh, the fish out of water aspect with Drax and Mantis, um, everything that they were doing. It was a little odd seeing them in present day L.A., especially because they were in front of the Chinese theater, which they rebuilt completely perfectly well, like without any any issues from Iron Man 3 when it got blown up um, <laughs> and almost killed Happy. But I, I really liked I thought that Kevin Bacon was great, especially because he was so believable as himself mm-hmm. to where he was just when Mantis started to put him under the trance, the, you know, the change on his face where, and when he started changing his voice, like, Oh yeah, I'm a private in the British army and <laughs> during world war two and I'm Batman. No, I'm Bruce Wayne. And then I, you know, normally that would have really, really pissed me off, but I'm pretty, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm feeling good. <laughs> DC, yeah, com- I, DC comics exists in the MCU. Now we know it's confirmed a hundred percent. Why? Oh, Batman. Said, yeah. Well, and also <laughs> didn't even now, think so about now that. We've gotten, now we've gotten a Batman reference and a Superman reference in the MCU because we got a Superman reference in uh, Eternals. Did they? Yeah. Talking about Icarus flying, shooting lasers from his eyes. Uh, they I mentioned that now. Yeah, I do. I know Man. there was part of me that was hoping Peacemaker was going to walk out at some point during this. I was that like, man, awesome. they could do it. They could do it. Yeah. And that would be kind of cool. He did sneak John Cena's face there into the like stars. Yeah. I noticed that. Yeah. Into he was what? on there with Margaret, Margaret Robbie. On, yeah. On the map to the stars. Map he was stars. one of the faces on there. Was he? I didn't see. I saw Mark Paul yeah. Gossler, but I didn't see. Well, it's because you, you can't see me. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I couldn't I couldn't yeah. see him. Uh, so was this the Drax Mantis spinoff that they were always talking about? Was this the closest we're going to get to that? Because I know they were talking about wanting to do a movie at some point somewhere between James Gunn going to D.C. and in there that all kind of fell apart. But is this was this kind of the main idea and, and was now seeing like a sample of it? Is it something that you would want to see or wish we see like want to go to another multiverse and find it? Ian, what do you think, man? I, I have my thoughts on that, but I don't really have a lot of thoughts on it, honestly. Like it, 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 it's not a bad concept, so to say, because they are entertaining together. But like, I don't know if, if I personally necessarily want to watch a whole movie, TV series, any kind of spinoff with just the two of them. Uh, that's not to downplay either one of the characters. I think they're great characters, but I just feel like personally, for me, they work better in a group. And uh, they were they were decent in the show, but that's because we only had like what, like 45 minutes and and they weren't alone for 45 minutes. Yeah, it was probably roughly like what, like I'd say 20. It was just the, you know, the two of them going on their little adventure, so to say, and him forgetting to put the cloak on and (laughs) turning it on right in front of her. It's just it's just yeah it was definitely like funny and it made me chuckle a few times. But again, and like she's she is badass the way she. I handled those cops. I, I thought it was really well done, but I just, like I said, I don't know if I want an entire spinoff of a movie or TV series with just the two of them personally. I'd watch it. I'd watch it, but I'm not, I'm not begging for it. Yeah. I think you're, that, that was pretty much my thoughts as well. I don't know if this was always the plan, but I think it was the best outcome we could have gotten because I think if they would have tried to do anything more than what they did here, it would get grading after a while. Because as much as I love Drax and as much as I love Mantis, especially Mantis in this in the special, she was great. Um, Those those are characters you don't want to spend a full movie with necessarily because there's no 
there's no end to it. Like Drax is always laughing, like hysterically loud. And, and Mantis is always confused about everything. And I think that it would be, it would become grating if it was longer than what we had, because mm-hmm. I think the time that we had in this was perfect. Just, just the right amount where I never got annoyed bet- about either one of their, their weird little quirks. Um, I, I never felt like it was going too long. I never wondered what the other guardians were doing when they were on screen. So whether this was the plan all along, I think it was the the best outcome. For sure. Yeah, I'm I'm just kind of looking at it as I'm glad to me this was more or less Mantis's like breakthrough, her true introduction to us, maybe as viewers. She's always kind of just been in the background and uh, you know, a a, a humor line character, you know, basically. Um, but I, I really liked her coming to the forefront of this. I think that actress, um, does a really great job with the character. And like you just kind of said, I don't think we were ever going to get a focus on her in a film. You know what I mean? She was always going to kind of be the, in the back member of the guardians kind of doing her thing. Um, so yeah, that was a lot of fun and her and Drax playing off each other. Now Drax, I don't know. I love Drax, but I think he's gotten definitely more and more goofy. (laughs) as as time passes like in the first Mm -hmm. film he did have his you know little sarcastic dry lines but now it's just kind of like dude everything you're saying is just kind of big out there yeah he didn't he's just yeah he didn't crack jokes in the first one like his humor came from his misunderstanding of things. It was a very dry humor. He's very dry but you know and then he kind of was coming out a little bit but then by the time you hit that second one it was like I have jokes and I'm silly and yeah, I'm, I'm going to stand <laughs> right. still so you can't see me. And it's funny, but at the same time, yeah, it's just it's when it's different only kind of him, funny. when the spotlight's yeah. on him, mm-hmm. it becomes a lot, mm. lot yeah. sillier. Agreed. So definitely, I, I think this was good for that. Good for Mantis as a character. Good to further Drax kind of Star-Lord, Rocket, Groot in the background, but we've seen a ton of them, you know what I mean? Right. So it was just kind of good to to get those B characters, if you want to call them, out in the forefront a little bit. Mm-hmm. Did we know ahead of time? When did we find out that Mantis was Peter's sister? I found out yesterday morning. Yeah, in the yeah office. in this special. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, I think that it didn't surprise me, but it was never stated on film that that she was because in in Guardians Volume Two, she says Ego found me. She never expresses that he was her father. So right. this would be the you know the first time that we got confirmation okay. that she was actually Peter's sister. Well, do we do we like this decision? Does it seem like it's going to affect anything, or is it just kind of an extra thing to be like, oh, that's cool, or like I, a neat moment? Yeah, it yeah, works I, for the Christmas special. Yeah, I actually have thoughts on that. Um, of of course, you do. give them to us. I, I, I really that. do. So I actually think now this may not happen. I could be grasping at straws, but I think that when, with them saying that she is ego's daughter, that makes her half celestial. And if that is the case, that could be setting up Mantis to being one of the most important characters in the MCU during phase five, because Kang is the big bad. We know that the celestials are going to play a very, very big part in it. And there was a Mantis's longest running storyline in the comics was in the seventies where she became the celestial Madonna, which was Kang wanted to marry her and, 
and take her away. And I can't remember all the specifics of it, but it ends with her being prophesied as the being that was going to become like a, a spirit, like getting rid of her physical body, becoming a spirit and literally giving birth to like the celestial Messiah of the universe. And so if they go anywhere near that, that storyline, the fact that Kang is going to be a big part of phase five, Mantis could now be one of the most important characters going forward. And I think it would be hilarious that we got the beginnings of that, the little seed of that in something as silly as a 45 minute Christmas special. <laughs> yeah. That would, that would be, that'd be pretty wild. I would yeah, welcome that actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounds cool. I don't know much about that. Like I said, it's all a deep cut for me, but uh, I, cool. I, the only reason I know is because I was snatching up as many like trade paperbacks of Avengers that I could have like about 15, 20 years ago. And I came one across one that had this character on the front that looked like a bug lady. And it said celestial Madonna. And I thought that sounds cool. <laughs> and it's a super dry read and hard to get through, but by God, I read that whole thing. And it was uh it's an interesting story. It, it's it is a crazy story, um, one that they would have to heavily change in an adaptation. Yeah, but it's it's there. The seeds are there. The fact that if she is the fact that she's Ego's daughter, that makes her half celestial, like like Star Lord is, mm-hmm. and so that that could put it into place. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, anything to kind of bring the the Eternals and Celestials and kind of that all back to the forefront would be cool in my mm-hmm. eyes. So I'd be down. For that, my other question, Cosmo, this was his first appearance too, or her first appearance. It sounded like a girl, right? I'm playing yeah, the Guardians of the Galaxy a... game where it's a uh, male. Yeah, yes. Yeah. That's a great game, a... by the way. I always read Cosmo as a as a, a male voice when I'm reading the comics, but yeah, it was a it was a female. But this uh, is their actress. it was their first appearance, right? Were they uh, in volume in... two? In voice, yes, but uh, Cosmo actually was in volume one um, in the collector's vault. Yeah. And then also in the post credit scene where uh, Howard the Duck said, oh, you let that thing lick your face? Gross. Where Cosmo's licking the collector's face at the end. And uh, I don't remember if Cosmo was in volume two or not. I'd have to go back and look. But this is the first other than just like a visual gag of, hey, comic readers know what Cosmo is. Yeah. This is the first real appearance. Like yeah. Cosmos, Cosmos part of the team now, part of the squad, right. you know. Yeah, uh, as she should be. <laughs> it's in there. I just long took me a minute to catch the Russian. I was like, I want the Russian accent because mm-hmm. at first it didn't sound like it. But then yeah, it I thought that too. Yeah. I was like, why does that sound like an American child, a small American <laughs> child? Yeah, yeah. Uh. it took me it took me until later because I'm, I'm telling my wife, I'm like, uh, Cosmos supposed to be Russian. It's got the yeah, it was Russian really cosmonaut suit. But in the it, Guardians of the Galaxy game, he is a very thick Russian accent. Oh, right. super thick, yeah. Well, yeah. what's funny is the actress that's portraying the, the that's doing the voice has a very thick, like Eastern European accent. It's um, she was in Borat too. Uh, she was the like the female lead, like Borat's wife or whoever. Whoever. Can you give us a better it. reference, please? No, that's the only thing. I know. <laughs> that's the only thing I know, and I, I've not seen the movie. I've just. I, I saw a clip of her in that movie, and, and she I think she got nominated for an Oscar accent. for that. I guarantee it. You know, Borat is uh, is highly decorated. It was Very just nice. crazy. Like, I'll take your word for it. I've never seen a Borat. Uh, the first Borat was not good enough for me to watch the second, so I can't <laughs> tell you anything about it either. 
Yeah, I saw it because of hype, and I cannot tell you a damn thing that happened in that movie. And I yeah, remember I one very unfortunate thing that happened in the first movie with a with a naked chase through a hotel. Oh, I do, oh, I do I vaguely forgot. recall that. Now that <laughs> you're saying very, it, and a very long censor bar. Yeah. Oh boy! <laughs> and now, and now, Borat's going to be our Mephisto, right? <laughs> so now. This was our second special presentation that the MCU has now put on here on Disney Plus. So, and we talked with you, you all, for the first one. So, how do we feel about it now that we've gotten two special presentations? Is this something that they should be doing moving forward or continue? Or, you know, what you think, Ian? Yeah, I don't see why not. I mean, you just ride the high, ride the momentum. The Werewolf by Night was fantastic. Uh, we t- we've all talked about how great the style was and the theme and everything was on that. So uh, this one being a holiday Christmas special, holiday special. I don't know, did they use the word Christmas during the, or was it just the holiday special? Is that what it was called? They said they, they say Christmas a lot in the actual in the special. actual special. Yeah, yeah, name the name is holiday special, but right. they they did say Christmas a lot. So gotcha. So either way, holiday Christmas, whatever. Like, uh, yeah, I, I I think uh I think you keep going. I don't know how far you go with it. I don't know if there's a Thanksgiving special, a New Year's Eve special, a Easter special, as Kevin Bacon kind of hinted towards. So <laughs> I uh, I I don't know, but uh, I'd watch it. I I think it's good. You don't want to I. I will say, like, you definitely don't want to overdo it because you got a good thing going. Um, you definitely don't want to beat it into the ground. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or do, I, or do you? Well, I think that they've been talking or they've been talking. There's there has been a lot of reports. Yeah, we that- get it. You're best friends with Kevin Feige. OK, you don't have to- God, if I was best friends with Kevin Feige, buddy. <laughs> You would know. You know what Kev uh, right. says. But there have been reports that they're really looking into doing more of these specials. And not just as holiday-themed specials. I mean, there was a talk that we may see something when they introduce characters like Silver Surfer. A lot of the um, cosmic-level characters that they're wanting to introduce, instead of introducing them in a Disney Plus series or in a feature they're talking about possibly putting those on Disney plus as a special presentation so that that way they've got basically a one, a one shot introduce the character. Then when they show up in something else, you know, Nova is one that they've said may show up in a special presentation. Silver surfer may show up in a special presentation. Um, They've talked about um, there was some talk of maybe Quasar, but now there's reports and rumors that he may actually be in Ant-Man 3. But so I think that they're going to try this out. They've had two so far. They've both been a hit. Uh, And I think that it's a really good model moving forward. I think that they had a really hard time finding their legs on pacing issues with the Disney Plus series. And so the idea that, okay, we can do basically the same thing we've been doing, but with a tight, compact and concise story where we don't have to try and figure out how we're going to stretch that over six, eight, nine weeks. Um, I think that it's a smart thing to do. It, it utilizes Disney Plus in a really, really intelligent way. And also it gives you an opportunity to then release this physically very easily. I think that they can they should really be thinking about if they're not yet releasing these special presentations on physical media, because not only then do you get the people that are on Disney Plus that you're going to get the subscription numbers from, you're going to get people that are still clinging on to physical media. Ian's one of them. Ian collecting 4k blue or 4k dvd blu-ray uh you know trying to build up that physical collection and i think that mm-hmm. if they 
have something as quick and easy as a special presentation, they can throw it on with two or three special features, get it out and make some more money off of it. And uh, so I think that we're going to see a lot of special presentations. And until they start to not get the the reception that they're getting now, I think they're going to run with them. And I think it's a good idea. Most definitely. Um, I'm with I'm with both of you guys. I think. Like you said, these these two have kind of been well received, so I don't see any reason for them to stop now. Uh, mm-hmm. But I also don't want an overkill on it. So you can kind of maybe go the same. You know, Marvel has this way of what three, four, three shows a year, three movies a year. It was three special pressel, special presentations a year, and uh, I think we're good there. I like it as a way to introduce us to new characters uh, that you maybe can't build an entire movie or show around but also a way to kind of do something like this where just a, a little special like off to the side adventure for the Guardians of the Galaxy. We're not going to know what they're doing in volume three during Christmas, but we want to know mm-hmm. now, give us this special for 45 minutes. And um, yeah, I can, I'm, I'm already picturing all these ways we can use these on characters that already exist and characters that we haven't met yet. So I think it's it's actually a good idea. People have short attention spans too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like some people don't want to commit to. Now all of us, we we love this stuff. We we want to sit down and watch the the full series for eight nine weeks. But some people like, right. you know, a forty five minute special about a superhero. I can actually handle this. Right. Um, so I think it's smart all around, and they're using it well. And I think they're onto something with it. So I'm all for it. Yeah, yeah. and I think that also. I'm sorry. Sorry to cut you off. I just no, had another quick thought. Um, I think that it's a really intelligent way to get out of the trap that they fell into in like phase one of Marvel um, and a trap that I think that they've fallen into a little bit in in phase four of trying to put things into movies, uh, into their features that don't necessarily need to be there. And the biggest one that I'll say um even though I loved the character, I, I'm looking forward to her. I thought that the story that Ironheart had in Wakanda Forever took away from the overall story of the movie. I don't think that I think you could have cut out that entire story from the movie, replaced it with something much simpler, and you wouldn't have missed out on anything. And the movie would have been a little shorter. And I think that it would have been for the people that thought it was too long, they would have liked it a little more. And instead of doing that, take that storyline of Riri and put it into a special presentation so that then you've got it set up for the, the Disney plus show moving forward. Uh, so I think legacy characters, I think they could do that really well for, for, um, but I do think that that's one thing that they stumbled on like Iron Man two, as much as I love Iron Man two, they were pushing for the, the continuation of the MCU and that film got a little cluttered with, with extra stuff. And I think that Wakanda forever suffered from it as well. And if they can do that in a special presentation, instead of trying to push a character into a movie that doesn't have to be there, I think that the overall universe is just going to feel more, more lived in, more cohesive and, and just have a better reception overall. I think the other trap that they fall into that we've noticed in this past two years or however long they've been doing these shows on Disney plus is it always seems like to me that there's a lot of wasted space in these shows. Like mm-hmm. usually it's always, it turned into the whole episode four is when you're finally going to know what the show's about. And then you're like, right. Oh, there's only six episodes in this. And we spent four episodes going, what's going on. And then episode mm-hmm. four happens. You're like, Oh, this is what's going on. I wish I would have known that. And then it's like, well, why did they do all these episodes where we did nothing for these last two bangers of an episode? 
And then mm-hmm. you're just kind of like, feel like there's a lot of wasted space. So when they're hitting these special presentations now and they're 45 minutes and you just go, I'm just like, I like this, my short attention span and everything. I could sit and watch 45 minutes all day, but I don't want to yeah. sit and watch six hours of a TV show. Right. Yeah. These special presentations have no choice, but to get to the point, like there's no, mm-hmm. there's no beating around the bush, like get us to the meat of this thing. So mm-hmm. for, for a lot of us, that's a good thing. And and it feels like a one shot, like, you know, for, yeah. for those, for the people that read comics, it felt like a one shot comic and that's a good mm-hmm. thing. Uh, they did that for a while where they were doing the one shot uh, short specials on, uh, on Blu-ray releases. Of course, now they're on Disney plus, uh, but I actually like this format better. Those shorts were a lot of fun, but there wasn't much to them. Uh, the idea that uh, the idea that they may do more of this going forward makes me very, very excited for for what they're, they're going to do with it. Yeah, absolutely. You got me super excited for a Silver Surfer one. Just that idea be kind of. I know. I hope so. That would be awesome. A cool Silver Surfer. I still enjoyed his first appearance in the MCU, even if it's in Fantastic Four. <laughs> That's not technically the MCU, Chris. Come on, get it right. His first uh, appearance on TV or whatnot. I don't know. I also heard a rumor about maybe some Ghostwriter special presentation. That one had me excited. Yeah, I've heard that as well. With Nicolas Cage? I, God, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> Come on. That would be... Uh, maybe take his face off. I like it a lot. Any final thoughts on Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special? Are we going to get another one? There was a fourth wall break in the post post credit scene. You saw that? Yeah. I'm I wonder. <laughs> I'm curious with James Gunn not being able to or probably not working for Marvel after Guardians Volume 3 with his new deal at DC. I don't know if they'll do a do another holiday special. I think that line is not random though. You know right. what I mean? It it's kind of like I guess we're going to have to decide after volume three and see where we sit with this team mm-hmm. and how how the how the entire you know guardians team is going to look going forward like you said james gunn's involvement is probably going to be very minimal moving right. forward but uh yeah man I, I i i liked it the more we're sitting here and talking about it i'm like yeah i did like that okay i like that more than i thought um but yeah i, I had i had it's just fun it's something mm-hmm. you don't, didn't have to think too much about between Thanksgiving and Christmas, I just like to feel jolly and I like to feel <laughs> holly and merry. Um, so this definitely accomplished that. Um, Who are Holly and Mary? <laughs> they're in the closet over here. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was it was it was totally fun, man. Um, I'm 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 glad it exists. I'm glad to see another little adventure with these with this team. It's a fun team, always has been. So I got no complaints, Ian. I got no complaints either. No, I thought it was uh thought it was fun. I do hope to see more in the future. Uh like I said, I don't know if I want to see too much more. I don't want to be, you know, you know, don't don't waterboard us with too much holiday <laughs> special, but uh definitely definitely wouldn't mind seeing something in the future. Um I don't know if it would be like you guys said, something we've already seen, like Guardians like this, or if they introduce like Ghost Rider or um Maybe another, maybe another character, so to say. King, but, King's uh, multiverse Father's Day. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> Visiting all the different versions of different superheroes' dads. Yes, uh, <laughs> I'm okay with that. Who's your daddy? Um. So yeah, <laughs> I want to know 
as we wrap this up. Derek, what was the rocket joke that made you laugh out loud? So when Kevin Bacon comes out of the box <laughs> and they take him out of the trans, Rocket just says, just calm down. Nobody's going to hurt you. We're not going to hurt you. And he says, oh, my God, a talking raccoon. And he switches from we're not going to hurt you to I'm going to kill you. You don't call me that. <laughs> and literally Groot has to catch him as he mm -hmm. dives at Kevin Bacon's face. I laughed so hard. I had to pause it because I couldn't hear what Star-Lord said to Kevin Bacon. I had to back it up, up a little bit. I thought that was <laughs> so laugh out loud funny. That was good. I, I, I thought, I nobody's going to uh, hurt you. The Star Lord, this is human trafficking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> take Kevin Bacon back to Earth. Yeah, immediately. Know. Rocket, Rocket didn't do too much, but he had a good Christmas there. He got Bucky's arm and everything. Yes, he got home. Bucky's arm. Yeah, and how <laughs> yeah, long had she been had, holding that thing? <laughs> right. How right? long is she saving it for thing? the perfect moment? <laughs> and I'll take this. Do all <laughs> do all celebrities decorate their house for Christmas when they have a wall around it and nobody can see the decorations? Shouldn't have all know. those decorations been turned towards the house so they could enjoy them? Who is enjoying uh, those decorations? I don't know. <laughs> You're getting two drags. Drag certainly enjoyed his <laughs> funny mean, little man. He definitely enjoyed the funny little man. But yeah, I, I that that was my first thought afterwards or when I'm watching it. And they jumped over the wall and I'm like. Why would they decorate their house? There's a wall there. Nobody could see them. <laughs> they the see weird. through the little, the little, the little slits in the gate. Walk up. Yeah. Oh, look oh, at yeah, the he's Christmas got candy decorations. canes. Look at the, look at the candy canes. Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Kevin Bacon's uh, awesome. All right. Even though he's an actor. Even though he's an actor. <laughs> actors suck. Apparently, <laughs> the Guardians of the that, Galaxy do not like actors. Yeah, that they gate to not. me seemed like a seemed like a terrible gate. I was like, I feel like a lot of people could climb over that. <laughs> right. right? Why isn't everybody just coming up to Kevin Bacon's house? You know, what I mean? yeah. well, the way he sounded, it sounded like they do. Right. <laughs> he was he was ready for it. Yeah, yeah he is. That's an he everyday occurrence. Also, we never mentioned the fact that Mantis robbed a woman. Yeah, yeah just yeah. straight up robbed her. <laughs> that that seemed give me all your money out of place to me. I was just like, oh, that's not good it's like also, oh we're, we're just robbing people now Maybe. also drax did know the rules by the way roman day at the end of uh guardians volume one told him very clearly he's not allowed to kill people it's true because that's murder it's, it's <laughs> like the worst crime that you could commit <laughs> <laughs> yeah you are right about that and was it was it a little weird that the only action in this was them just beating up cops and, That's ooh, yeah. true. <laughs> I was gonna say, or chasing Kevin or Bacon chasing to Kevin his Bacon. home, hey, running for Kevin his Bacon life for jumping from the second story of his house. I was watching <laughs> I that. I watched that it a second too. time. I was like, "Good lord, no hesitation!" And yeah. he didn't like he didn't mess up his hands like Jackie Chan and Super Cop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. He was well, he looked, was committed. Yeah, and I I was watching that before we got on here. I watched it with my with my wife and my kids, and I was just like, "Man, Kevin Bacon's like sixty years old in his sixties, something like that." Good. He recovered from that fall really well. I mean, I know he's in good shape, but that's that's impressive. If I jumped off a balcony, I would not be hopping right up and running down the street. I would have never jumped off the balcony. I wouldn't be on the balcony. I don't like heights. <laughs> I can just imagine when Kevin Bacon got the call from like Kevin Feige, like you're going to join the MCU. He's like, oh, this is awesome. Like, who do you want me to be? Am I Magneto? Am I Professor X? Like, no, we need you to be Kevin Bacon. We need you to be Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you right. must have this is Kevin Bacon. I am <laughs> yeah. aware. We need I can you do to that. be Kevin just Bacon. Just do that. 
whatever you do when you're Kevin Bacon, do that. Yeah. But we're going to rule you out of any other future roles in the MCU because we've established now that Kevin Bacon mm-hmm. exists. So Kevin Bacon can't be someone else. They're like, he was in an X-Men movie. That's as close as he's going to get. It's he was funny. in an X-Men movie. Yep. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, he was in First Class. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. That's a great movie. I it's love First movie. Class. I do, it was the only one of those. Thank you. I've been saying I the liked. same thing. They just progressively gotten worse. They really did. They got worse and worse. I've never seen a series get worse. Usually yeah, they the top point out where I like didn't even watch three, Dark not Phoenix. one. No, it was funny because at the point when uh, Dark Phoenix came out, I forgot it was even a thing. And then like a, <laughs> like a few months ago, somebody mentioned it, and I was like, "What movie is that?" And they're like, "Dark Phoenix." I was like, "Is that coming out?" And they're like, "No, it's out." And I looked up. I was like, "Oh, I forgot that existed." I've watched all of them but that one, and I thought, mm-hmm. you know, I've seen them all. I might as well watch that one. And then something else in my head told me, "Why would you need to do that? You're good. You're fine. You survived. <laughs> you, you didn't even you didn't even remember it existed. Just you don't need to move, do that. Just move on with your life." Just don't forget New Mutants. Well, there's that too. I haven't watched that. I still haven't watched it. I haven't either. We don't. We don't talk about New Mutants. I was just saying. I've heard. I have not heard anything good about it. I watched it, but I don't remember it. (laughs) That's the best review I've heard of it. Right. (laughs) That's all you need. No, I'll put that in the title too. We. I feel like I've seen it. You don't need to watch New Mutants. Um. Mm -hmm. So, I think that should wrap us up for this episode talking all about Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special with our friends from Paperweight Entertainment. Guys, if you want to do your uh, your spread here, where can everyone find you? Where are you doing your things? What days you drop? All that good stuff. Uh, yeah, I'll take that, Ian, if you, uh, if you would like me to. Uh, Paperweight Entertainment drops reviews, uh, TV reviews, like I said, every Friday. Silver Screen Scoundrels movie reviews drop every Wednesday. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Also, the video versions of all of our episodes drop on YouTube, same day as the audio. Uh, if you need to get a hold of us for any reason or you want to check out our merch that we have available, paperweightentertainment.com has all the links to everything that you need. Please come see us. Please, please. Oh, yeah. All all that information will be down in the description of this episode right next to ours. So as well, if you want to reach out to us, you know where to find us. Raised a geek, Twitter, Instagram, raised a geek at gmail.com. And we want to thank you guys for coming on out and spending some time with us talking about the Christmas season. Oh, thanks thanks for for having having us, man. It's been a blast. blast, As always. So hopefully we 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 went two for two here. here. We went two for two here, guys. This is good. We made it. <laughs> so, I mean, for our relationship, we better hope they keep doing special presentations. Right? They better, yeah, they better. They better keep doing holiday specials. If not, I just don't know. We're ever gonna <laughs> now we won't know again. what to talk about if we don't have holiday <laughs> specials. We're being you know. awkwardly talking. With that, I think that's just going to wrap us up. So, thank you guys for coming on out. Bye.